Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, freaks and geeks, worms and germs, and welcome to the Cocktail Hour. And welcome on this day that you're hearing this. It's Black Friday. We're recording this on a Saturday, but by the time you hear this, it's Black Friday. So I hope you all wore your masks, stayed six feet away, didn't trample any damn employees while you're trying to get your stuff. Just nice, calm, peaceful buying this Black Friday. And if you thought you was going to get a PlayStation 5, <laughs> boy, are you a sucker. <laughs> With me is my co-host, a woman who is world-renowned for being known to use a bodet backwards, Miss Robin Dubois. Howdy doody. How was your week? Um, You know, it's funny, it's the end of the week, and I don't recall the week at all. Just trying to erase it from my mind. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a bunch of corrections to make. We try to do some research here in the show so we don't sound like we're talking out of ass all the time. And I said I was going to look these things up to get back to you people, and I did. So the first thing is, I can confirm, yes, the Demon Slayer movie does take place on the train right after season one ends. So that was correct information given to me. Thank you for that. Alex Trebek did not compete on Jeopardy. He was never a contestant. He started out as a... Uh, what did he start out as? I looked this up. He didn't start out as a game show host. I think he started out as an anchorman. Yeah, he was on different shows beforehand. Yeah, I, I looked it up. I forgot what he started out as. But he was never a contestant on Jeopardy. The movie we were calling The Nocturne. The pronunciation is The Nocturne. It is actually a music piece. Oh. Yeah. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, by the way, I have a bone to pick with you, Miss Dubois. I went back and watched that movie. It was not as exciting as you made it out to be. <laughs> it was still boring as shit. I was watching it through fast forward just to see the parts that you made interesting because I couldn't sit through it. It was so boring. First of all, that fucking cliff was a th- like that cliff was at least thirty feet de- feet feet high. I don't know how she survived that. She should be dead. Yeah, I thought she would have been dead too. But that was not a small cliff. It was at least thirty feet high. Onto ground, not even into water, onto ground. And yet, she was still alive. She was meant to survive, not her sister. (laughs) Whatever that demon book hadn't planned for her. And I I watched the scene with the cake, and I couldn't make heads or tails of it. I have no idea why she threw this cake on this man. Because what he said... Maybe we missed something earlier in the movie and it was from relevance in what he said. We just went by us. But what I, from what, just watching that scene alone, that was like completely uncalled for. I didn't get that at all. Because all he said was some people's pieces deserve to live. No, he said some people's pieces are preserved by those who deserve it. I don't know why she threw a cake on him for that. Drama queen. Pretty much. And, yeah, the rest of it was boring as shit. (laughs) (laughs) I did make it to the end in fast-forward mode. There was something I wanted to mention. 
but I really don't care anymore because that movie was just fucking garbage. My Hero Academia uh, actually comes out in December. Can't wait. They're going to start working on it. In, I mean, it's going to, the fifth season starts in December. So that was a correction. I said, to, I said in January, but nope, it will start in December. Um, That's Attack on Titan too. So, oh wow, that's a double whammy. Oh, ooh, Funimation is just like... Oh, Aniplex. Remember you said Funimation joined with another uh, animation Yes. Company? It was Aniplex. Ah, that's okay. Yeah, there we go. And I was pissed. Uh, yeah. And about the rocket to space. Like I said, there is no way that is a sustainable business. Because I looked it up, and it cost approximately, estimatedly, $57 million to send a rocket into space. Crazy. Like I said, even if you have 57 million rich 57 rich people paying one million dollar a ticket all that covers is the cost of fuel you still have to pay the astronauts that are flying them up there you have to pay for maintenance you have to pay for the stuff that they have they use there's just parachutes and stuff to get down <laughs> and mind you this isn't a one-day trip especially if they're talking about going to other planets <laughs> Indeed. No way possible this is a sustainable business. This man has a pipe dream. <laughs> it's just it's just simple math. <laughs> and then I looked at the tickets, and apparently the tickets aren't even like a million dollars. They're like a couple of thousand. It was like 50,000 or no, 500,000? So you're not even paying for the fuel to get up there. It's not a sustainable business. So that's all the corrections and updates from last week's show that I had to bring up. <sighs> did you watch Animaniacs? I did. I enjoyed it so much. Nostalgic. Not all the jokes hit, but the ones that do, when they hit, they hit hard. <laughs> a couple True. of those jokes I was laughing about for a good three minutes because they were funny. The show is very self-aware. It's still just as zany. The zaniness is a little too much, but the jokes off-balance it because the jokes, when the jokes hit, they're so funny. You don't care about the zaniness. Yeah. I There's a lot of I... musicals in it, and that's because they're missing three shows. <laughs> I'm only up to episode three, but so far, all I've seen is Pinky and the Brain and Animaniacs. There's no Buttons and Mindy. There's no Slappy Squirrel. There's no Good Feathers. Oh, they should really bring back Good I loved all those segments. Like I did not like Mindy and Buttons. I just thought it was oh, stupid. Button. Yeah, I just thought it was okay, dumb. Bye-bye. However, I did like Good Feathers, but Slappy Squirrel was my favorite. I like Slappy more than I like Pinky and the Brain. I did like Slappy. But Pinky and the Brain and the Animaniacs were the most popular, so that's why they brought them back. Maybe we'll get Slappy later. I don't know. She might be a little rough for the PC world today. That's true. I love how they're self-aware, though. That's what I love the most. Oh, I love the ending of the first episode where they were were dressed in Hulu attire and, like, the cash. (laughs) That whole episode, from the very beginning, they were self-aware. They were selling out to Hulu for a remake. Like it was hilarious. Yeah, like I said, when the jokes hit, 
there are some things I have to look up because are you do you remember the, that reboot of Looney Tunes where they were like space enforcers? I um I didn't watch the Looney Tunes reboot, but I did see clips like uh the wizard when Daffy Duck was doing the wizard. Uh, song. He was in the mall. He was pretending to be a wizard. <laughs> it was all dramatic. Like that was actually pretty funny. It was funny that that song was catchy too. I'm like, yeah. But the I've... actual show, show. No, I didn't watch the, the remake of Looney Tunes. I think I've watched every single one. Yeah, yeah. Mm. That the most interesting one was when Bugs and Daffy were roommates. Yeah, it's that one, the one with the wizard. That one. Oh, that was the same. That was the same episode because I just saw the wizard clip. I was just given the wizard clip. I was sent to sent it to me by my friend, Pretty and uh, I saw that and be like, and then it was. I'm going to enjoy it because I didn't even realize there were 13 episodes already. Yeah, well, if you pay attention, they said they was writing that stuff in 2018. I remember <laughs> the when show they were is very. That show is very self-aware. They're like, how are we, how are we supposed to know what's going on in two years if the writers are writing this in 2018? We'll just make it up. <laughs> Start making up weird shit. <laughs> we had everybody living in living underground That's with the so polar bears, off. with the polar bears as our overlords. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> Some of that stuff, I'm like, you never know. They could be foretelling the future. Fucking the Donald Trump thing had me dying laughing when they made him into an ogre. I mean, uh, Cyclops. Cyclops. (laughs) That shit was funny. I love their retelling of stories. Yeah, this show, it's real. It's just as good as it used to be. From the opening, when they did the Jurassic Park thing, I was dying (laughs) laughing. Because they did, they literally did every single thing they did in Jurassic Park. (laughs) Her excitement when they said Pinky in the brain. Like when she said Stegosaurus. Yo, I was crying because I remember that scene vividly. And it was it was pretty much word for word. Facial expression for facial expression. It was fucking great. Did they get the exact voice actors? And is that actually Steven Spielberg voicing himself? Uh, he, uh, Yeah, pretty sure it is. He, did, he used to voice himself in the original. I don't see why he wouldn't do it now. Right. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, that was that was great. That was funny. I'm going that to enjoy this. Cracking up for a while. So, yeah, if you guys can get a chance out there, check it out. It's uh, it's really, really is. It's not even just a nostalgic thing. It's just really funny. It's still really, really funny. I didn't get so to watch the it... French Prince. Uh. Reunion? You didn't uh, watch reunion. it? I didn't get to watch it yet. I might watch it tomorrow, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. You, you, did you see it? I did. I literally just finished it today. That was going to be one of the <laughs> headlining news. Oh, we'll talk about it. it. I will talk about it next week. I did see, like, in a article clip that I didn't know they had beef. That uh, Will Smith forgave the, the what's her name who played the original? Yeah, they had real beef, and other castmates were involved too. I don't want to ruin it. <laughs> okay, I, so, I'll wait. Well, I'll wait until I see it. I'm probably gonna watch it tomorrow. I just didn't get a chance to do it. I was playing Fortnite all day yesterday, and then today I was prepping for this podcast, rewatching this fucking movie. <laughs> 
I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. Like, I I know why. It's like, it's I'm damned if I do, I'm damned if I don't. Because if I'm sitting there watching a movie, I don't want to, and I'm starting to get into it, I don't want to have to keep stopping to take notes. Not only that, but if I get into it, I start to forget to take notes. So I'd rather watch it first. That way, if I'm into the movie, I can rewatch it again and take the notes, and I already know what happened. Unfortunately, what really ends up happening is that I end up watching a shitty movie and then have to watch the shitty movie over again, which takes longer because I know it's bad and I'm sitting there prolonging it, <laughs> taking more than my breaks I need because I just know what's coming. And it's just like, ugh, it's just torture. It's torture. It's so torture. I need to come up with a system where I can not have to watch an entire bad movie over a second time to take notes. Yeah. And not have to worry about forgetting to take notes if I get into the movie. So I, I gotta figure that out. But this is a... But the real question is, did you watch the My Hero Academia movie? I everybody wants not, to know. I did Aww. not yet. I got so excited when you sent me the link. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna watch it on my break at work. And then stuff happened. I'm like, I'm going to watch it afterward. I'm like, then stuff happens. I'm like, I need my time to watch it in a dark corner alone and by myself. (laughs) I'm like, probably. You had a whole week. I'm like, I'm telling you, I'm like, every single time. I'm like, fuck. And I wanted to, like, really sit there and enjoy it every single moment. I'll probably enjoy it on Thanksgiving at this rate. Well, that's a good time to watch it. Right. Oh, right. I'm actually off. So, we know what we thought about the Devil's Trill. Uh, the de- now I'm calling it the Devil's Trill. <laughs> the Nocturne. That's what they should have called. You people know how we felt about the Nocturne, but I thought it'd be nice to see what someone else thought about it. So, I had Robin look up a review. She picked the first review she found, and... This is another person's review that she's going to read to us and see uh, if they had the same idea. I mean, they, they had the same experience we had. <laughs> Not the whole thing, but we're going to read. She's going to read enough of it to get the idea. All right, so go ahead. What do we got here? This was a very enjoyable movie. <laughs> <laughs> I had to reread. I'm like, er, is this the same movie? Like. Okay, we know where this is going. Please continue. Not truly a horror movie in the traditional sense, with jump scares and excessive violence slash gore, is more psychological. So keep that in mind before you watch this movie. Okay. Sydney Sweeney and Madison Isman were excellent in this film, and definitely highlights. I mean, the actress. I definitely agree. Yeah, I agree. The acting was good. The acting was it was really good. I agree. Yeah, no, no qualms with that. I can't think. Yeah, they're good. They were good. Yeah, the soundtrack. Yeah, they were all good. Throughout were was very high quality, and you could tell that great care was taken to make sure that the score was top notch. I mean, this. I mean, the music was very. Yeah, yeah. I agree with that too. All good points. I agree. Yeah. True, I can't deny that. The story and advancement of the plot was a good balance. And they... <laughs> 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 Excuse me. I'm sorry. Oh. 
<laughs> I'm allergic to bullshit. <coughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's a good balance if you want to take a nap. <coughs> oh, let me see. And the and the kept interesting by the splicing of supernatural scenes and a certain amount of questioning for the audience whether this was real or in Juliet's mind. I also like the competitive slash jealousy dynamic of the sisters throughout the movie, and it serves as the basis for why both sisters can be downright cruel and vindictive. Woo! That's a stretch. <laughs> right? That uh, totally like, goes against what you were saying. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> Again, jealous people don't let other people know they're jealous. Yeah, that's really true. I, yeah, it's a cliche to me personally, but if I, like if like the conflict came towards the end with the revealing of the sister finding out that her sister was jealous, then it would have been better. But the fact that this woman, this girl, was acting jealous the entire movie, yeah, no, that didn't that doesn't work at all. Yes, so both of them get their shots, and especially Madison near the end of the film. I liked the film from start to finish and heavily sympathized with both sisters throughout the film. Um, I didn't give a shit about either one of them. Yeah, just, they were just being brats, really. They Your basically just had, as you call it. They had trope personalities, so it wasn't like you could really... I couldn't empathize with either one of them. That's really there true. There was nothing realistic about it because it was all they were both tropes. Yeah. But go on. Let's see. Anything else interesting? Madison was the prodigy who had a promising future, and Juliet was always in her shadow. She wanted to we be somebody that. popular and famous, loved and valued, a thought-provoking with an ambiguous ending, and I look forward to watching again in the future to gain some additional perspective on certain scenes. An easy five out of five for this genre uh, of film. Do not skip it. (laughs) I don't know about you, but I smell that. (laughs) And it is ripe. A ripe pile of bullshit is what I smell (laughs) There's no way in hell I'm watching that movie a second time. Like, okay, I'll give you maybe there was some psychological, but it's so boring. You just it just blows by you. Trust me when I say skip this one. <laughs> just, just don't. Just let it go. I even watched it to see the things that Robin said to see if they was as funny as she said. She was way more entertaining telling the story than it was watching it. So that tells you something right there. I mean, the teacher was hot, though. Totally hot. Yes, oh we know. You like the teacher. You were hot for teacher. Oh, why'd you make me bring that up? The man just died like two months ago. Wait, what? Eddie Van Halen Excuse died. Me? Eddie Van Halen died like, two or three months ago. You didn't know this? What? You didn't know this? Are you serious? This is all on the, the news. Hot no. Eddie oh. Van Halen. Oh. Oh. Oh, Van Halen. <laughs> oh, okay. Oops. Okay. Oh, give me a. You're right. Mm-hmm. Okay, with that. 
<laughs> this is why this is why you didn't know how to use a bodet. <laughs> Let's get into today's movie. Got my notes with me and I've wrote more notes than I've ever written before. Now uh, we're gonna do something different. This is a fan film. So there are certain things you have to let go, like certain technical problems you have to let go because it'd be expected. Bad acting from extras. I'm not going to comment on that because they're extras. You just need someone to fill space when you're doing a low-budget film. So there's going to be some leniencies. However, I am going to critique this like a regular movie. So the movie is called Voorhees, and it's based off Friday the 13th. I guess we should just, like, get into this. So, let's see. We walk out. The movie starts out with these two girls. I don't remember their names, so we're just going to make names up for them. Starts out with Olive Oil. I call her that because she looks like Shelley Duvall. And Jane the Virgin going to a graveyard. Now, see, here's some, this is a concept I do not understand. Olive Oil is the one whose father is dead and buried at the graveyard. And she wants to go see her father and she wants some emotional support. I get that part. What I don't understand is in all these movies, the emotional support never goes with them to the graveyard, to the actual grave. And I don't understand why. What what do they need the emotional support for? The turmoils of driving the dangerous road? (laughs) <laughs> oh, did they pick the one friend who doesn't like going in the graveyards? Pick another friend. Like, I don't get it. In reality, if someone needs emotional support, they need emotional support all the way through. Not three-fourths of the way. <laughs> like, they get to the goddamn graveyard, and then they never go into the grave with them. And it's in every fucking movie that does the emotional support, and I don't understand. I, it doesn't. It doesn't comprehend for me. Like normal people need emotional support all the way to the grave and back home, not three thirds of the way to the grave. <laughs> right. And what did she say? She was in the car taking se- sexy selfies. I'm like. There's a time. Yeah, and uh, yeah, about that. This is where, mind you, this is less than 10 minutes in the movie, probably less than five, and already you realize the dialogue is awful. (laughs) Just unbelievably bad. I mean, like you said, she's talking about taking sexy photos, selfies or something. Did she say sexy selfies or nude selfies? Yeah, nude, nude, nude. Yep. Mm-hmm. When this girl's trying to go see her dead father, uh, nothing makes... No, they don't talk like people talk. It sounds like... It all sounds like exposition. All of it sounds like exposition. That's the problem. I couldn't figure out what was wrong with this dialogue. Everything sounds like exposition. No matter what they say, it sounds like they're giving an explanation to the audience. It doesn't sound like they're talking to each other. Right. That's, I'm like, it just, yeah, no. I thought, just, yeah, it wasn't a real It's just poorly written dialogue. All of it. All of it is poorly written. So Olive Oil goes to her dad's grave. 
Jane the Virgin is attacked in the car, and Olive Oil is hit with a batter or something. I don't even know what it was. It went, so, it went by so fast. Could have been the guy's dick, as if it was a guy. And it cuts to the title screen. Voorhees. Then we cut to Blaine. The only character's name that I know is because it rhymes with Plain, and that was his whole fucking performance throughout the entire movie. Everything he said was Plain. He was supposed to be angry. Plain. Supposed to be scared. Plain. I'm just like, can he actually emote some emotion when he speaks? A little creepy, like. And here's the thing. That's not his fault. There's a lot of bad acting by main actors in this movie, and it's not their fault because they're all amateur actors. Every single one. A couple of them have like a few things here and there, maybe like two or three things they did before this, but they're all basically getting started. This is the director's fault because it's his job to make these, to show these people how to come off convincingly even if he has to demonstrate it himself. Because the director is the one with the vision of how the scene is supposed to go. You can't just shoot pretty shots and then just let the actors say their lines however they say them. You've, I, I've directed you and, and stuff. You worked with me in the, um, the story time with Dom thing. I, was just... I didn't just sit there and say, okay, do that and just get nice angles i told you how to do you did it the way i didn't want you to do i said okay now do it this way do it higher do it lower you know put more energy into it no that's too much energy slow it down here let me show you like you know kind of like this clearly this man did none of that or he's a really shitty director because all this acting is bad and it's not their fault it's really not because like I said, they're all starting out. So they don't know. Everyone who starts out is a bad actor in the beginning. That's why you have directors. To direct. That's how actors learn. From the directors telling them what they want. And when another director says they want the same thing later on in another movie, they already know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Very good. Valid point. So... Now, when I first saw Blaine riding on a motorcycle, I thought he was a cop. Right. Like, he was looking for some uh, I thought he was a cop. When he came up to his men, he, he showed concern. And I know I said this guy was playing. So how do I know he showed concern from the dialogue? <laughs> like I said, everything was done as an expedition. So he showed concern, like he actually cared about these people, the way he was talking to them. But then literally, 30 seconds later, he's flipping out, yelling, like angry, plain angry. Like I said, the dialogue is what told you he was angry. (laughs) All his delivery is plain. And I'm just like, okay, so I guess these are the bank robbers, because they're bank robbers. Not the police looking for bank robbers. They were actually bank robbers. And I'm like, all right. So if he's going to be an asshole, can he at least act like an asshole? (laughs) Instead of just delivering lines? But again, this is the director's fault for accepting that instead of showing them how to do it properly. So one of the guys is shot in the stomach. We'll call him Leadgut. And... I was very confused about what was going on. Right. 
because, and this is why, both the scene when the girls get attacked and this scene going on now, there is absolutely no change in lighting. Like, they didn't shoot, not lighting, but colorization. They didn't use a filter to, to, to separate the two. Because the images looked exact with the exact same color, it was hard to get a timeline at first. It was just very off-putting and weird, and you had no idea what the fuck was going on. It was really, really, really confusing for an instance. You literally, you had to listen to the dialogue. Again, had to listen to the dialogue to establish a timeline. Even though they showed the girls get kidnapped first, common sense would say that happened before this scene. However, because there's no change in the color scheme, which directors use to give you a timeline, it's very subliminal. But when you look at this, you can tell that it works. Because you, when, you, when they do that, you're not confused about what's going on and which takes place where. But because they had the same imagery, the color imagery on both these scenes, I had no idea in which order they went. I was very confused about what the fuck was going on. I thought there was two different stories going on at the same time. I did not know they were connected. Because <laughs> it was just so off-putting. And, yeah. And I'm like, how are they connected? And what's the timeline? Why did they kidnap them? Like, what? Is this in the same town? Like, how is it? Yeah, like, it was very weird. Jason, like, what does that do, Jason? Like, what? <laughs> yeah. So for future directors out there, it seems like, you know, color changing for scenes is stupid, but there is a reason for it. And it has to do with establishing imagery with your brain so you can figure out what order goes to what. So as at this point, we meet the whole gang and I'm just going to run through the names. We got Blaine, the leader. Leadgut, because he's shot in the gut. Barbie, she looked like a Barbie doll. Daria! <laughs> <laughs> Jay, after a bad run-in when Silent Bob left him. And Bluto, who happens to be Olive Oil's ex-boyfriend. Drake? Was it Derek? Derek. No, Derek? I don't care. I don't care. His name is Bluto. <laughs> Olive Oil's ex-boyfriend, Bluto. Uh, so, Bluto was with Blaine with Leadgut. So they come back to Barbie and Daria beating the shit out of Olive Oil and Jane for no fucking reason. <laughs> like, literally, right. no reason whatsoever. None. They was just... Just just out of the blue. They first of all they were sitting there, they wanted olive oil, and then they're trying to figure out who Jane the Virgin is. Then they're debating on whether or not they want to kill her. And then you just cut to the scene with them coming up with leg gut in his stomach saying he needs help. And literally with these the, them beating the shit out of this girl. And, for, and it, it was just so confusing because it made absolutely no goddamn sense. Daria, Daria is beating the shit out of Jane the Virgin. Barbie is holding olive oil, swinging her around like a rag doll, and none of it was like for what? None of it made any any type of sense. And I'm thinking about it. Why did they kidnap Jane the Virgin? Because they said, "Oh, because we." Because she was there. She was there oh, in the car. Oh, 
knock her out and drive off. That's it. Well, it, then she would call it? the police and said her friend was kidnapped. So they just took her with her. So no one would know neither one of them was missing. Although this woman has a two-year-old daughter at home, so I'm pretty sure someone's gonna, someone's gonna call that in. Yeah, cause that as soon as they said I have a daughter, they should have got like put her, tired her up to like. I'm like, yeah, that's messy because you kidnapped this other person. You don't know who they are. They could be the mayor's daughter for all you know. You know, like you should have just kidnapped her in the the bloody cemetery, knocked the other one out, taking her phone, like. Come on. I get it. She was there. They had no choice. I understand why they kidnapped her. I don't know why they didn't kill her right away, uh, since they were probably going to kill them both anyway. So, you know, yeah. less mess in your hands. But I, I, I don't why know. Why did they kidnap her again? Oh, well, we'll, we'll get to that. So, um, uh, yeah, so... Olive Oil says she can help save Leadgut, and Blaine threatens her, and then she sews him up because she's a med student who's been putting herself through med school by working at a bank, which was why they kidnapped her, because for some reason, they figured she would recognize them when when they went to rob her bank, even if she had masks on. That's what they were- Mind you, she only knew- one other person in the gang besides her ex-boyfriend so those two could have easily stayed in the getaway car as backup while everybody else went in and robbed the bank since she didn't know any of them so they went and kid instead of wearing really good masks to rob the bank i didn't understand that either or having the two people she recognized not go into the bank Right. I thought they kidnapped her because she, like, works at the bank. Maybe she knew codes or something. No, they did not want to be recognized. So they didn't want her working there that day. They picked that day because her ex-boyfriend knew the routine because she was working there while they were dating. So that made sense. Kidnapping her did not. I didn't understand that. Just have the boyfriend and Jay, because that was the other person she knew, probably through Silent Bob, stay outside. (laughs) Problem solved. Wow. So, but it's, they chose a day where she was visiting her dad. She was off that day anyway. No, she was going to work that day. And that's what he knew she was, she did the same, it was the same routine she did every, every year or every Friday the 13th. Which plays into the fucking ending, which is so stupid why it plays into the ending that it makes no goddamn sense, but we'll get to that. So, after she sews up lead gut, leaving a bullet inside so he doesn't bleed to death, she stabs Blaine into the neck. She stabs Blaine in the neck with the needle that she used to sew him up, and then the screen goes black. And then we immediately come back to the continuing part of that scene. And I was very confused by that. I thought when it was going to come back, it was going to be a completely different scene or <clears throat> all of a sudden you see him with his... I, I thought it was going to be a completely different scene because that would be normally what you do. That would be a transition to another scene. But they continued right where the scene was cut off. It was very odd. It was. 
and and it jarring because it took you out of the experience, even if it was a not so great experience at the time. This leads to another brawl that, for some reason, wakes up Jason out of the lake. Right? How did that? Re- Mind you, these people have been fooling around at Camp Crystal Lake for at least a half hour or so. Between driving up there, beating the shit out of these girls for no fucking reason, hanging out at a river, trying to figure out what to do with lead gut, <laughs> and now, all of a sudden, it's too much of a ruckus. <laughs> this is like that that late party that goes to 3 o'clock in the morning when you have to work the next day that your neighbors throw. <laughs> That's what this is? Then you come outside and tell them to turn the fucking music down? That's what this is? <laughs> I really want so I'm like, what reactivated him? Like, he that's so true. Because I'm like, it's just three. Oh my gosh, that's very good. So, Let's while see. they're busy rustling and tussling with fucking olive oil, Jane sees Jason in the woods. How he got there so fucking fast, I don't know. And literally starts crawling towards him. Yeah, like, finally, they notice she's missing. And it cut to black again. Yes, it did. That's what happened. I have it written in my notes here. They finally noticed I'm missing, and it cuts to black again. I'm like, okay. But this time, they did go to a different scene. And Blaine is explaining the plan of staying here for a day or two until things cool off. And then they take their money and they leave because they stole three bags full of money. And Olive Oil is agreeing with him. Did you notice that? Yeah, like, what was she? He was sitting there talking about the plan, and she's looking at him, shaking her head like she's part of the gang. And I'm like, what, did she get Stockholm Syndrome in the last five minutes or so? I think she was trying to manipulate her ex-boyfriend. This is before they even started talking to each other. That didn't make any sense. Yeah, right? She was sitting in the round circles. Yeah, she was standing in the round circle with them after she stabbed this man in the neck, agreeing with him with the plan. Like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. You're kidnapped! (laughs) I think what happened there was the scene looked dead, and the director says the scene looked dead, you need to do something. (laughs) But unfortunately, in real life, a person would be standing there looking dead because they don't know what to do because they've just been fucking kidnapped. Right. And wouldn't you not want her to sit in on your plans? Like, who? That's another thing. Why is she sitting in on their plan? Well, I guess it doesn't matter since she's agreeing with him anyway. She's part of the gang now. Out of nowhere, just part of the gang. So, Blaine decides to take Daria with him and go look for Jane the Virgin. The whole time, Jane is running somewhere. Nowhere, no idea where she's going. One of the things that got me, though, was when Blaine was sitting there telling his whole plan, and he's talking about going to get Jane the Virgin. He was like, she was blindfolded when she came in. She has no sense of direction. She's, there's nowhere for her to go. And I thought to myself, how the fuck do you know how her sense of direction is? How do you know she wasn't a fucking Eagle Scout as a kid and find North and South by looking at the sun, know what time of day it is, and make her way to the main road? <laughs> have no sense of direct you don't know that you don't know this woman's life how do you know she don't work for the cia 
She might have a set of, a certain set of skills that she picked up along the way. <laughs> this is some random stranger you picked up with your with your kidnap victim. You know nothing about this woman, and you just gonna she has no. It's gonna have all this confidence that she's an idiot. You're an idiot. So we see Jane running. It's like he really should have had some a more sense of urgency for that. But we see Jane's running, and the whole time she's running, all I can think about is how jacked her arms are. Did you see her arms? I did. She could have headlocked them. Yes, all I could see was those biceps. I'm like, yo, this chick is jacked. I completely forgot I was watching a Jason movie because I was just wondering how many how much she could press and girl. <laughs> but she runs to this house, gets killed by Jason, and then he goes off. And I'm skipping scenes. Because it's mostly dialogue. It's a lot of dialogue. And the dialogue gets a good... gets The dialogue does a good job of getting across the essence of the story. We learn a lot. We learn that the whole reason Bluto is doing this is so those two can be together. We know why they broke up. We learn what the plan is. We learn how everyone... I mean, it does a good job. It's just the problem is, again, not the actor's fault, but the subpar to poor acting, thanks to the lack of direction, and the really terribly written dialogue. If there was some actual direction given to these actors, and there was they talked like normal people talked, instead of what, was, what these people wrote for them, it would be really good and interesting to watch. But because it's lacking those things, it's it's hard. It's hard to sit through that dialogue. And it's important dialogue. You learn a lot of stuff to the story, and it's a pretty okay story as far as the backstory for these characters go. It's just the delivery is bad. So, But there's a lot of dialogue. Um, oof, boy. And then we cut to these two Camp Crystal Lake cops. I was going to give them funny cops names like Officer Bob Brady or Robert P. Coltrane. I just, I, I'm just going to call them Thing 1 and Thing 2 because the problem is this. They have absolutely no defining characteristics for them. You know how when you see some of the character in the movie, you can say, oh, you see a cop in the movie, oh, that guy's a, oh, that, that guy's a scumbag. Oh, that guy's an idiot. Oh, that guy's a comedian. There is nothing that defines them. Like, think of thing, what defines thing one and thing two? What, the numbers? One and two? Exactly. You can't think of any characteristics, right? None, yeah. These these two cops are exactly the same way. Like, we see them, and they have this guy tied to a tree who they beat the shit out of, who was apparently a pedophile. So at first you're thinking, okay, this is these are some hard justice-type cops, punisher-type cops, right? So they cut the guy's finger off, and then they kill him afterwards. But then the chief who I'm going to call Thing One, drink, licks the blood off of something from the guy. Glasses. And then says, 
I can taste the little girls or little children. Children, he that. Mm. So now you're thinking he's a psychopath. Thing two, you think he's an alcoholic, but he's always drinking. However, for some reason, he's totally coherent. <laughs> you know they're crooked cops, but you don't know if they're psychopaths. One minute they seem like psychopaths, one minute they just seem like they seem very intelligent because they managed to track these people down. So they're not bumbling idiots, but then all of a sudden they sound like bubble. There's really no defying characteristic for these characters at all. And watching them just feels like a waste of time. If they had a defining characteristic, at least, then you have something to hold on to. But because they have no defining characteristics, it's just you're just waiting for them to leave the screen. Because nothing they do makes sense. Nothing they say makes sense. It's just stuff put in here. And it's just so fucking off-putting. It makes you just want to turn the damn movie off. Their straw hats are what got me. I'm like, what? I ignored that because that is a low-budget movie thing. I noticed it. I did notice the straw hats, but I'm not going to pick on them for that. And I knew you was going to bring that up. And I'm not going to pick up for that because that's a creative way to make, to make sh- uh, sheriff hats on a very low budget. So I'll give them that one. That one, and it didn't look bad. It's just that you noticed they were straw hats, but it did match the outfits they were wearing. So I'm not going to pick on them for that one. That was in that was ingenuity at its finest because apparently they couldn't get actual sheriff hats. Uh. So yeah, after they kill that guy and do the whole licking of the blood thing and trying to establish that this guy's an alcoholic when clearly he's sober. Uh, They get a call about the bank robbery telling them that the bank robbers are heading their way. So, of course, being crooked cops, they're going to go try to find the money themselves. Next, Blaine and Daria go looking for Jane the Virgin. There's more dialogue, and at this point, Jane the Virgin figures out where they are, that, that they're at Camp Crystal Lake. Um, newspaper clippings she saw yeah she saw newspaper clippings and that's when she figured out I'm not going into detail because once again we have the plain Blaine deliveries and the bad dialogue and it's just boring as shit uh, they get across what they're supposed to get across like I said but it just feels like more exposition um, so Barbie and Jay go to dump the cell phones in the lake. There's some more dialogue with the crooked cop. And then crooked cops, the crooked cops, thing one and thing two. And then Barbie and Jay find, go to a barn to have sex. <clears throat> Let's talk about the sex scene for a minute. First of all, the time of this is 42 minutes in. I guarantee people, you're going to want to go check this out for yourself. (laughs) Actually, 42 minutes in is a little far in. Because there's a specific point at 42 minutes in that I'm going to get to. So you might want to start it at 40 minutes into the movie. Go to YouTube, put this on at 40 minutes into the movie. 
First of all, this starts out with romantic music and them frolicking through the woods. Literally. Mind you, Mm -hmm. we just watched these people kidnap and beat the shit out of two women. (laughs) They got a boner from it. Your audience does not want to see these people frolicking like lovebirds and being romantic. We're waiting for them to see their up their coming uppance. All right? <laughs> Not falling in love. Not only that, they weren't falling in love. They were just banging. So I didn't understand the frolicking through the forest, through the high grass. And you see how you saw how her face lit up when she saw the bar like she just saw the greatest hotel ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you get this romantic-type fantasy music, and then it suddenly switches to this horror music with Jason watching, which would be great if these were just, like, a happy couple, not two fucking kidnapping, bank-robbing women abusers. It's like, hurry up, Jason. Like Then, on top of that, did you catch this? Mm-hmm. This is at 42 minutes in. The sex sound effects is a porn... Um, What the fuck do you call it? A porn bite. It's a fucking porn bite. Because you can hear the skin smacking. Like, you hear... Echoing. I'm like, it's too. I'm like... I hope no one walks in as I'm watching this. It was a porn bite. It was a porn sound bite. You can hear the skin. Did you catch that? They did. I thought it was like... Watch it. Watch it back. You hear her moaning and you hear the skin of ass slapping against pelvis. Watch it again and listen. It's 42 minutes in. I started rolling. I didn't understand why they used a porn soundbite because there are plenty of women moaning soundbites out there. I have a few for um, for for when I have to do a joke with with with, with uh, for the porn reviews. So I have a few. They're not hard to find. I don't know why they use an actual porn soundbite, but it was an actual porn soundbite. Why is it echoing like? But it was slapping. That was what. <laughs> so was ass slapping against a pelvis. <laughs> I feel like they couldn't answer. Hey, we just need you to moan, like you know, like how in Harry met Sally. Like, yeah, they could have done that. That's what I was thinking too. They could have asked her to moan, but then again, her acting wasn't that great, and the director didn't want to do his job. So I guess that was too much to ask her to do. So then, once they finish. Oh, they get separated because they hear a noise and they think it might be the girl. And that's when Jason's had enough and decides to attack them. Starting with the girl, he grabs a chain, wraps it around her neck, and then it cut to black again. And then continued right afterwards. Not a different scene, just continued the scene right afterwards. And it was at that point I figured out why. They're fucking commercial spots. Oh. I don't understand why they have commercial spots in here. You can't monetize it on YouTube. If someone picks it up, it, you can't put it on television. I mean, did he think? Did, did they think that like when the lawsuit's over, 
it's so good that they uh they might actually pick it up and decide to run with it. That's not going to happen because this is not good quality. The best you're going to get is to sell your story to them. Because they're not just going to put this up. So there was no reason to put commercial spots in. I don't know why they're in there. I thought it was a dramatic effect. I did too. And so this is the third time it happened. And I was like, wait a minute. These are commercial spots. <laughs> so they put commercial spots in here like they're going to be able to to monitor, market this somehow. I don't understand what their logic was behind this because I'm still trying to figure out how the hell they expect to put ads in, in this in any type, way, shape, or form. And where was this? YouTube commercials? No, you can't monetize it on YouTube commercial due to copyright infringement because this is an entire movie based on somebody else's work. So I don't know why they put commercial spots in here at all. That makes no sense. Huh. That would make sense. Because it happens, it it keeps happening throughout the movie. All throughout. They're literally commercial spots. So I don't know what that was about. Did they plan on putting this overseas somewhere where they could get away with that? (laughs) I don't know. But they made a point to put to say that this isn't monetized. It's strictly a fan film. So I I don't know. Maybe there's a loophole in some country that I don't know about. But that was really odd. When I realized it were commercial spots, it was really, really confusing to me of why you would put that in here. And then, after he kills the girl, he starts to leave. Did he think she was in there masturbating by herself? Yeah, where did he go? Because remember he was with her, Jay, the Jay. Jay, he went to go look. He thought the sound might have been um, Jane the Virgin. So he went to go kill her. So when Jason killed, killed Barbie, after he kills Barbie, Jason decides that he's about to leave. Like, there's no one there. So I'm like, what did he think? She was masturbating? <laughs> it wasn't until Jay came around the corner Shocked to see Jason there, and Jason noticed him. So this, if Jay had to come around the corner, that was my notes flapping in the wind there. If Jay <laughs> had to come around the corner, Jason would have just left, and Jay would have been fine. He really would have been. I think he stood there and watched for a little bit in shock. Like, oh. So he starts chasing Jay, and ends up beating him to death with a hammer. And did you notice that the hammer magically turned around from the claw side, from the, I the, the head side did. to the claws? You know what happened there, right? I'm pretty sure originally they wanted the the the, the flat head to go through the guy's head, but they couldn't get the special effects to look real enough, so they switched it around. Mm. But I don't understand why they just didn't do a shot of. Jason flipping the hammer around in his hand. You can do that with one hand. It's very easy. And then smash instead of, I'm like, wait, did Jason twirl it? And then that's not They should have showed it. They know that he just, it just was automatically around. And it was because they could, and I get it, you know, but you could have just filmed the scene of Jason flipping it around. And yeah, we all know Jason's strong enough to shove the hammer so it wouldn't make any sense. But just be honest about it. But like, yeah. 
when you do interviews, yeah, you know, yeah, we know that scene doesn't make sense because of how strong Jason is, but we couldn't get the effects to work right, so we had to have him switch it around just to make it look good. <laughs> and that would have been fine. People would accept that because shit happens in a movie. That's the same thing that happened in Empire Strikes Back with the Wampa. The the the, anim- the animated Wampa wouldn't work. <laughs> so they put a guy in a suit and had a fake arm running around, which is why all you see is the Wampa's face and an arm swinging. Because the Wampa, the animatronics for the Wampa wouldn't work. Shit happens on a movie set. Just be honest about it. So what happened after that? Um... I lost track of where... Oh, here I am. Um, so, yeah, that was nighttime. They're all... The remaining people are outside. There's more dialogue. <coughs> oh, before I even get to that, I wanted to say, yeah, I actually wanted to say during the scene with the, the killing of the Barbie and Jay, the practical effects in this movie is really good. They are I will really, say, yeah. really well done. Really good artists for that are like with the exception, man. with the exception of Jason's hands. They tried <laughs> to give him this weathered look because he's been living in a lake, so your skin would be all weird looking, you know, from decomposure in there. But it was so bad, you can tell the guy was wearing gloves. They just should have put some weathered work gloves on him. You already put a jacket on him. A so, hoodie. A hoodie. A hoodie, jacket, whatever. I, I, I don't know. I, I know it wasn't original Jason attire. It looked like he had on a jacket. You, just, you said it was a hoodie. Either way, you could have just went right on the head and put some weathered work gloves on him, and it would have been perfectly fine. Why they continue to try and use these glove prosthetics that look completely fake. They look like gloves to begin with. <laughs> I don't know. So that was a poor decision right there on the director's part. He should have just said, fuck it, scrap the gloves, throw some beat-up work gloves, make them look worn down, and like they've been in the fucking lake for years and call it a day. But no, they went with these. So, But other than that, the pro- the, the practical effects and the makeups, really well done. Like, almost. Almost professional grade, and we'll get to that later. Almost. So, yeah, we get more dialogue, which leads to an argument between Bluto and Blaine. During this time, Leadgut, which I'm sure everyone has forgotten about by now, decides he wants to skim a little top, a little, a skim a little off the top of their take, and is killed by Jason. They hear the screams, Bluto goes to investigate, and Jason ends up appearing behind him. Now, I thought Jason broke his arm at this point. But apparently not, since he was able to swing an axe quite well to save his girlfriend while everybody else ran off. <laughs> he obviously fails. <laughs> I mean, he, he succeeds in saving her. He fails at life because he's a criminal. And Jason kills him. She watches this. <laughs> she does. She does. This is at... 57 minutes and 22 seconds. Folks, you have to see this. This is the funniest fucking run I have ever seen in my life. Uh, She looked like fucking Golem. (laughs) 
I'm like, she's not going anywhere. She did a trot, hobble, hop away. Mind you, the only thing that happened to her was Jason choked her and then dropped her when her when Bluto hit him in the back with his axe. With an axe. I don't know where this axe came from. Apparently his axe was just sitting around where they were sitting just at. Just lying but... around in the woods. I mean, I know we saw him cutting firewood earlier, but I don't know why the axe was so neighborly. But anyway. <laughs> this shit was fucking hilarious. I had to rewind it three times. I was crying. Like, she literally looked like Schmeagel trying to get away. <laughs> I was rolling. I, I was like, was she? I was thinking to myself, is she in the middle of a three legged race with a toddler? <laughs> That's why you can't see the kid. Oh my gosh. So she runs off, uh, Golem's off. And, uh,. Blaine and Daria have a conversation, and Blaine decides to go back to the house for the money while Daria waits for him at their getaway car. What would you have done in that moment? I like, fucking left a long time ago. Right, you could wait until daytime. Like the minute you something. saw, the minute you see Jason, you have a getaway car. Go, leave, bye. What are you waiting for? Fuck that money. Right, they really could have been gone. Like we cut to. Thing one and thing two, and the best character in the whole fucking movie, Norman. <gasps> I thought the same. I thought the same. Oh my Norman gosh! Like right here, this guy was right here. Your old fashioned mountain man. He looked like the guy in Red Dead Two. You walk up and sell your dead animal pelts to. <laughs> <laughs> he had the hat, the beard, the feathers sticking out of his the hat. The crazy underneath. look in his eye, like he'll and, stare you down, like and the his devil's performance foot. was so wooden, <laughs> but purposely wooden. It was fantastic <laughs> because he's supposed to be like the unusual, strange, odd man in the woods, and he fit that film. Perfectly, mm-hmm. his eye movements, his, his 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 tone of voice, the way the words come out of his mouth. I was so fascinated with this man, especially when he was talking about how he lived there and he had to protect. He had a family to protect because they asked him why he's out in the woods. He has he has a family to protect. You know about these woods? Have you heard the screams? <laughs> <laughs> and they're like have you seen people I ain't seen nobody cause they all dead you know where it. at the lake I'm so fast this is a movie I want to see Norman I want to know how long he lived there how the hell he protects his family from Jason how many strangers have they had come up there that he heard die <laughs> what he did as precautions to keep Jason from walking over to his place Clearly nothing, as we found out. He was just talking shit. Right, I thought he was going to throw some... The minute I saw this man and heard him talk, I watched this entire movie was about his life living over there. Because I don't understand why he didn't move years ago. (laughs) 
because this is I'm, according to him, this is the first time there's been screaming since Pamela Voorhees murdered those kids because <laughs> he has to protect his family by away from what's in the lake. So he knows about Jason. I would love to see an hour and a half movie just solely based on this man's life. <laughs> he was just on point though, like with everything. He wasn't even like crazy. Wow, he was. He just wasn't. He knew what he was talking about. Forward. The devil's out tonight. Like, <laughs> he said that too. The devil's out tonight. Oh, uh, but alas, poor Norman only got five minutes of screen time in an hour and a half movie. I could, I could watch two hours of Norman. <laughs> yeah, and like, you dang. know what? I swear to God, I swear to God. At one point, he purposely made his eyes cross eye when they. <laughs> Right when he was looking at the sheriff, he was like looking here, looking there, like because when he showed up, I swear his eyes were straight, but just for that one scene when he was talking with the widescreen angle on his face, he purposely made his eyes cross eyes and not even inward cross eyes, he turned them outward cross eyes. I was, I was totally hooked into this character, he was the only one I believed. He was the best actor in the movie. He and was. the only character I believe. And I just want to see an entire movie on Norman. Because he was fucking great in his five minutes. I'm like, that's crazy. One man. I'm like, is he the seasoned actor out of all these guys? Like, So now we come back to Olive Oil. And did you notice this? They gave her a rubber knife. <laughs> They were so afraid of this woman wandering around with a real knife and hurting herself. They gave her a rubber knife that was bending all over the place. You could have made it out of cardboard and it wouldn't have bent like that. Hard cardboard, cut out the knife shape, stick it on a stick because it's in her hand. So no one's going to really notice if this is a hilt or not with her running and waving it in the air. And it wouldn't flap around like that. They gave her a rubber knife that was flapping away in the ring. It looked like that guy who broke his legs jumping off the second rope when his legs was flapping and his boot was flapping in the wind. <laughs> I was like, oh my God. At first, I was amazed they did not trust this woman to walk with it, run with a knife. She was running normal, by the way, with a flashlight in her hand. And then I couldn't believe they just gave her a fake uh, a rubber knife like that. One of those old-fashioned wobbly rubber knives. Again, you could have just cut a piece of hard cardboard, stick it on a stick, and put it in her hand. Color it. Thinking about it, it i be honest, I did start dozing off at a portion of this movie. I don't blame you. It was boring as hell, but it was such a chain wreck. I had to keep watching. Yeah, it was like before, was it before or after Jason came about? And then with the whole blackout scene, I'm like, okay, we're jumping to the the doofy sheriff. Okay, black screen, next scene. I'm like, what's going on? So, So she runs, she gets to the same barn or stable or whatever it was. And she had, again... She had the look on her face like she just discovered the road to El Dorado. (laughs) She was so excited to find an abandoned barn. You think she found a road to gold? (laughs) It's like, 
Why did they why did they go with that shot? I, and she's creeping in. Oh, her flashlight died. So I don't even know why they gave her a flashlight to begin with. Maybe they was afraid that maybe because they were shooting at night, they was afraid she's gonna trip. Or they didn't trust her with a knife, so I'm pretty sure they was afraid she's gonna trip in the woods in the dark. But her flashlight apparently goes dead because they wanted the she the shot of her in the barn with the flare. So she's sitting there with the flare. Blaine shows up there for some reason. He said he was going back to get the money, which was at the house. So why did he go to the barn? Right. Why did he go to the barn? I didn't understand that. Was the barn in between him and the house? But why would you stop at the barn? When all you have to do is go get the money and come back to the getaway car, why take the time? He they wasted so much time. Like, what would you? And he was dragging it. Like he was trying to torture her and like. Well, shoot yeah, her. I, I didn't even mention that part yet. So he shoots her in the leg, and that's when I realized what happened was when she watched her boyfriend get killed. They forgot to film that part of the movie. Yeah. Like So what they did was they took a scene that was supposed to be after she got shot in the leg and she probably ran into her friend dead because it was at the barn. She either ran into Barbie and Jay dead or she ran into her friend dead in the because remember Jason smashed her face in mm-hmm. with the machete. So he probably or ran into uh, Jane the Virgin's dead body. Jane the Virgin's body freaked out and it ran off with the hobble because she'd been shot. But they cut that scene out completely and then took the hobble scene and put it in the other scene, which is why it didn't fit at all, which is why she looked like fucking Golem running away with the one ring. Because they forgot to film the scene of her running away from Jason when her boyfriend sacrificed herself. Or ex-boyfriend. Did he throw it? Like, I'm like, wait, what just happened? Where did he go? Like, But then I realized Jason threw him in the fire? Yes, yes. After Jason hit him in the back with the axe, he did the whole grabbing Jason's leg. I'm not dead yet. And at that part, all I could think of was, all I could think of was Transformers the movies. Such heroic nonsense. <laughs> death of Ironhide and Jason picks him up and throws him in the fire forgot to bring that up yeah so he he burns in the fire the axe wasn't enough no no the axe in the back wasn't enough no he had to be burned in the fire and again I kind of said this earlier when I was talking about giving directions the cinematography is great in this movie there's a lot of great shots, mood establishing shots. But you're thrown out of it by the dialogue and not, I'm not even going to say bad acting, non directing towards actors. <laughs> so she's shot in the leg and she goes to another house. Yeah, she ends up going to another house. Probably, probably the house that. That's why, okay. Hmm, Golf so, this is what happened. Remember when her, remember when um, 
Jane the Virgin got killed. She went into that house, mm-hmm. and Jason, and she screamed. I thought she screamed. I didn't bring this up because I didn't think it was important, people. But I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up now. Jason took her. She wanted when she was running. She went into this house, and then she screamed. Jason followed her into the house. Like I don't know, like it was like 15 seconds after she went in, and then she screams. <clears throat> and then you see Jason dragging her out the house. I thought she screamed because she saw Jason. I realize now she screamed because Jason's mother's head was in there and she discovered that. Mm-hmm. The mummified head. Mm-hmm. So that was the place where she was killed. And yeah, there was a scene where Olive Oil was supposed to see Jane the Body's version, but they cut that out and then took the hobble scene to replace the scene that they forgot to shoot, which was her running from Jason when her boyfriend saved her, her ex-boyfriend saved her. So that's so, so that's the house they ended up going to. Blaine is following her into this house, trying to kill her. Still, I still don't understand why he at this point he didn't go get the money. Did you notice Blaine burnt himself with the flare? Yeah, I thought that like that's dangerous. To that was real. That was the only of that that had to be real. He had to really burn himself with that flare. He was probably acting and forgot that flares get hot for because that was the only of. Uh, only emotion he showed throughout that was the only thing that wasn't playing <laughs> throughout the entire movie only emotion he showed this entire movie <laughs> was when he burnt his hands on the flare <laughs> he's like ah fuck shit that yeah you're right then like the most that was the only that thing that seemed real that was a total accident was it was it no who had the energizer flashlight? No, I think that was the sheriff. Actually. It was it was uh the sheriff. Yeah, I noticed that too. That was later. I've never seen a, an energizer flashlight. Me neither. I'm so like, I don't Whoa. know if they exist. Maybe they do. But I was confused <laughs> by that. But that's later on. But anyway. Yeah. So Blaine, uh they go into the house. Blaine gets into the room where he sees Jason's mother, says, What the fuck? And that what the fuck was a line because it sounded dead as shit. <laughs> Unlike the what the fuck when he burnt his hand. And uh, Olive Oil stabs him in the back and then runs off. And for some reason, Jason starts chasing Olive Oil. I don't understand why when there's a bleeding man upstairs that you can take care of, but he's chasing Prime her. victim. He was a prime victim. He really was. And Jason just started chasing olive oil, which you never see Jason see her. So you don't even know how he knows where she is or how she finds her. But that's whatever, because that's Jason Lord. It just happens. So he starts chasing her. He chases her into some place. He corners her in some place that she's hiding. I don't even, I don't know what this place, this, this thing was. I don't know if it, maybe it was, since these were stables, maybe it's where they kept the excess feed. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure because at one point it looked like it was in the ground, but then at another point it looked like it was on top of the ground. But whatever the case was, she was hiding in there. He corners her. He's about to grab her. And then he hears his mother's voice calling him to come to her because she needs him. And he does. Now, I'm sure a lot of people out there are going to complain about this, but this is actually a takeoff from the Friday the 13th video game. That was how you knew someone was going into your cabin to steal their mother's sweater and try to kill you, because that's what you needed. 
Jason's mother would call you saying, Mommy needs you. They're coming for me, Jason. Help me. So you would go running over there to keep them from getting a sweater. And it fits. We all know Jason's supernatural now, so I didn't have a problem with that. It fits with the lore. My problem was this. Why didn't she call Jason the minute he stepped into the room? I don't know. Why did she call him when he was about to grab the girl? Right, what's so special? I'm like, what? At that particular moment, she decides to call, because it wasn't like he was messing with the head. He was still laying on the ground. Blaine was still laying on the ground from the stab wound. So if anything, she would have called him as soon as he came into the room. (laughs) So I didn't understand that part. She's sparing her. Like, I, I didn't understand it either, and I'm like... Uh, I, that that part made absolutely no sense. They should have just had her hide somewhere and be quiet, and Jason doesn't hear her and then goes looking around. Or have Jason call him at the very beginning. <clears throat> when Blaine first walks into the room, she stabs him in the back, runs off, and then Jason shows up because his mother was calling him when he walked in the room. Mildred made a lot more sense than him cornering this girl, about to grab her, and then suddenly the mother calls out of nowhere. I did quotation marks there. Out of nowhere to have him come kill Blaine, which he does by punching him in the stomach and pulling out his guts. Again, <laughs> very good special practical effects. Pretty, really, really good practical really, effects. Jason's, other than, you know, the back of his head was pretty good too, honestly. Yeah, like I said, most of the tactical effects were good. There's another problem. We'll get to that. So, uh, where was I in my notes? Uh, oh, God. Fucking thing one and thing two are back. At this point, you wish they would just drop dead. They run into Daria, who's still <laughs> sitting there waiting for Blaine to come back with the money. And they make her take them to get the money from the house. Right, and she's telling the sheriff there's someone there, and like it it dawns on him, it's probably Jason, but he still wants the money. I guess. I just gave up on understanding anything that has to do with any type of personality or character development with thing one and thing two. They're just there. <laughs> as far as I can say. So thing two goes in the house, gets the money, sees lead guts body i guess which the audience i'm pretty sure he saw his body too which we do not have the privilege of seeing runs out tells thing one he doesn't care they get in the car they start driving jason does his jason thing suddenly appearing in front of them driving them off the road so after getting driven off the road they find bluto's body Charred and but again, so did did they drive in a circle? I don't, that's the thing. I'm like, where's the location? And did the sheriff actually feel bad for him or something? Because he actually took off his hat and was like, We're calling him back up now. Like, I said, I gave up on trying to figure out any type of personality characteristics for either one or thing one or thing two. They're just there to do stuff. Like the real things one and thing two. 
Like, so don't ask me anything about anything that has to do with any emotional portrayals by either one of those characters. So, yeah, but I'm my thing is, how did they end up back there? Because they were driving for a while. That's when, like, it jumped from uh, place A to B, A to B. I was like, the the transition from scene area to area. I'm like, I was very confused. I'm like, did I blink and miss something? Like, no, they got the money. They drove away. And it somehow ended up back there. Because remember, they were outside the house with the fire. So his body was still outside the house. Unless Jason dragged his body somewhere else. And I don't see the point of dragging the body in the middle of the ro- of the middle of nowhere for no reason. He just left it where it was. So I'm assuming they ended up back over there. But I don't know. I don't know. I'm just very confused about that whole thing. But anyway, somehow they end up back over there after getting groven off the road for driving for a good 20 minutes or so. Okay, maybe not 20 minutes, but at least good five minutes. At least good five minutes of dialogue. That's when he decides they need to call it in because then he realizes it's Jason and they need backup. And then Jason... Oh, yeah, Thing one starts going further out investigating. I think he did move the body. Because Thing two starts walking through a makeshift cemetery? Makeshift graveyard in the middle of the woods? And I'm sure those those names had significance in the franchise. I don't know whose names they were, but I'm sure they had significance in the franchise. But eventually he gets to Pamela Voorhees' grave. And that's when he hears... Did he hear a scream? Yeah, that's when he hears a scream. And that's the... I think it was the girl screaming? Or was it Thing 2? I I don't know. Somebody... Yeah, somebody screams. Oh, oh, because um, Jason got Thing 2, and then the girl... Uh, with no. the funny nose was screaming. No, I don't know. It was weird. It was weird because I I, I don't know because he tur- he hears the scream and turns around. I don't know if it's thing one or thing two, but then I don't know why he screamed. Either one of them screamed. Unless he heard, he might have heard the girl. He might have heard Daria scream because she was locked in the back seat of the police car. So he might have yeah, heard Daria because screaming, yeah because. Thing two was trying to call it in and wasn't getting a response. But then she was quiet, just sitting. I don't know why. I don't know who screamed or why. Somebody screamed. They got thing one's attention while he's looking at Pamela Voorhees' grave. And then thing two was trying to call it in and he's not getting an answer. He's not getting a signal through. And then his, I thought Jason broke his neck, but apparently he just snapped his, slammed his head on the, he just knocked him out. Did, did, you, did he slam his head on the what's the he name? He slammed he... his head on the dashboard. And See, it, to I me, it looked him. like I thought he broke his. I thought he twisted and broke his neck. That's what it looked like to me. Ditto, and he should have played dead. That's what he should have did. So then he decides to go after Daria, who's in the back seat of the police car, and breaks the window. I thought she was going to be safe. No, no. Think about this. He breaks the window 
for a and police open. car. The door's already open. You can't open a police car door from the inside, but you can open it from the outside. It has the child loot, the child lock on it. So then what was the point? Why the breaking breaking the window? Because as soon as he breaks the window, he just opens the door. He could have just opened the door. Yeah. That made absolutely no sense. Clearly, the director did not think about that when he shot it and wrote it because he co-wrote this movie. That's a very... So at this point, Jason's grabbing her, and she's kicking at him. She kicks the mask on his face. Now, this is where I get to the point where I said most of the practical effects are great. Now, this mask is really good. It is almost big budget quality almost it just needs a few tweaks to it like i like the way the mask looked i liked that the the it was creepy you could see the detailed deformity that was going on from the um from the decay of being in the in the uh in the lake for so long like it was really good like as far as tweaks going they could uh like if it was a, if this was a big budget movie, the, the tweaks they would do was like maybe make it so you can see the actor's eyes and make them expressive, a little different with the shading and coloring, but overall it was really really well done. It was, except, <sighs> except for the fact that this is. A full mask that you put over an actor's head. It looked great when you were shooting face forward at eye level. It probably would look great if you were shooting from a above angle. But when shot from a low angle, especially widescreen low angle, you could tell. I said widescreen. I meant um um. Oh, no, I said it right. Right screen, long angle. You could tell that it was a mask on a guy's head. (laughs) It looked really bad from a low-end angle. And uh, wide shot, a low-end wide shot angle, because that's what they did. They did a low-end wide shot angle, and it looked awful. You could tell that it was a mask on top of a person's head. It had to do with the way the jaw was or something. Something about the neck area and the jaw. Did you notice that? Did that? Did you see that? It just looked like a glob. Like It looked great when it had the mask over it, but then when you actually see it, it's just like a glob. Like a, a glob neck. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. Like from the low angle, from the low, the low wide shot angle, it looked, it looked like someone was wearing a full head cover mask. Like a helmet. I mean, like yeah, like a knight's helmet. That's what it looked like. Yes, yes. Straight on, it looked great. From a low angle wide shot? No, no. If you could fix that or just not shoot at that angle, great. Like, amazingly great. But that's a... That's that was a problem. Because I started laughing when I... Every time... As soon as it went to the, the, low, the low angle wide shot, I started rolling. <laughs> Close up wide shot at that. I started rolling. But he pokes he pokes Daria's eyes out, which she dies from, and I didn't understand that at all either. Guard 
gorges the eyes out? Can you die from that? Not that I know of. Because even if she's bleeding, it, she's not going to bleed to death that quickly. Not from your eyes. So I don't know what that was about, but that 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 threw me off. Like, seriously, seriously threw me off. I didn't understand that at all. <laughs> so that made no sense. And then he takes the smallest fucking piece of windshield. Um, I'm sorry, not windshield. Um, glass. Window glass you could possibly find and cut things to's head off. Yeah. I was like, that cop should have just played dead, kept his head down the dashboard. Okay. That would take hours. Hours. It's a piece of glass. Not a saw, not a knife, not an axe. A small, about, about an inch, about three inches long. Three inches long piece of glass to cut this man's head off. And I'm just like, we're supposed to buy this. Are you kidding me? Well, after that, after that, Jason starts chasing thing one. Who runs into Norman's home and gets Norman and his family killed? So thanks, Thing One, for getting the best character in the movie killed. You piece of right. shit. Right. And I didn't realize what was happening when he ran past the dude and like shoved into him. Like, who was that? Because at first I didn't see the cop uniform. I just saw someone like in a t-shirt push a guy. I know, right? I didn't know at first until Norm. And then I, you see, you see these two guys just laughing again. With these really obnoxious, I, I, I didn't understand the point of this, but since it only lasts for less than three minutes, I didn't care. But it was like a really annoying, obnoxious, wide-angle close-up shots on these two guys supposedly drunk and just laughing their asses off. And it didn't just like, it wasn't just like a stop and focus. This was like focusing in and zooming back out. Focusing in and zooming back out. And it was just like, okay, this is really obnoxious. But since this movie is only, I mean, since this scene is only going to be a short scene, you could deal with it. But yeah, Norman's dead. The only person I liked in this whole fucking movie, the only person I cared about, dies because dipshit thing one decides to bring Jason over to his house. And manages yeah. to escape on top of that. So my my question is, where did he run from? From the farmhouse to Norman's house? like Well, Norman lives near there. You know he said he has to protect his family from the thing in the lake. So he's been neighbors, him and Jason. <laughs> um, I was wondering how fast he got there. I'm like... So, yeah. And manages to escape Jason. So that happens. And then the sun comes up. Yeah, the sun comes up. And we see olive oil running towards the road, hobbling towards the road. Hobbling, yes, indeed. Did you notice she grabbed the wrong leg? No, I didn't She got that. shot in the left leg. When she's walking out to the road, she's holding her right leg. <laughs> they couldn't even remember what leg she got shot in. Again, this is the director's fault. Not the actors. The director should catch that and say, listen, you're holding the wrong leg. But anyway, 
She's wobbling, holding the wrong leg. She sees the cop car. Thing one sees her and drives off. And then suddenly With- Jason's behind her and snaps her neck. So yeah, the protagonist of this movie not only didn't get the fight back against Jason, but gets killed. And the one person we want to see die the most not only lives, but becomes rich. Gets the money, keeps his thing to head. Did you see he kept the head? I don't give a shit about that. He got to live and become rich because he got all the bank money. That makes no And he's a psychopath. Clearly, you're right about him being a psychopath. Okay, that's different. But peanut butter on a ham sandwich is different too. That doesn't mean anybody likes it or wants it. <laughs> I can't believe. Yeah, I would have thought she would have at least survived to tell, but he survived. And what was the point of keeping his partner's dead body and head in the I car to show know. that he was crazy? And the money was sitting on top of him? T- I don't know. Nothing about anything Thing 1 and Thing 2 did made sense except for their investigation and tracking these people down. Which would have been appreciated because God knows I can't stand when cops just automatically know what the vet, where the criminals are without us figuring out how they figured it out. But because these people had no defining characteristics, I didn't care. I would have enjoyed it if I could actually care or recognize where these people were coming from, thing one and thing two. But they, I, I didn't, I didn't give a shit about them because there was nothing for me to give a shit about. So that was a waste. I appreciate the effort, but you wasted your time because you didn't give the characters who were doing this any sort of characteristics that could be established or recognized, I should say. And the crew to God to all this is the girl, Olive Oil, was actually a Voorhees. Have no yeah, idea what the fuck would play into anything. It was just I a twist to throw in at the end, I assume, to make people go, <gasps> well, it didn't do that. It just made me say, well, what difference does that make? He killed her. She died at the end. So why does that matter anymore? If she lived, it would have been good. I would have enjoyed that twist. I'm like, oh, and she was a Voorhees too. Oh, okay. That was pretty interesting. But she died. So why do I give a fuck who she was? I'm more interested in knowing how who Thing 2 is now because at least he lived at the end even though he was a piece of shit. Total. Shit. I don't give a fuck who she was because she's dead now. She didn't even make it to the end. She did not make it to the end credits. You can't even call her the final girl. So then, if her dad died on Friday the 13th, Jason killed him? Like what? I don't what? know. I have no idea what the fuck that had to do with anything. <laughs> I really don't. So I don't. They could have just cut that out completely. They really might have won. They should have just cut that out completely. So that was Voorhees. This movie was an AEW match. It looked good on paper. The promos make you think they have might have something. But when you watch the match, it's a total clusterfuck with too many spots and false finishes. 
Half the participants end up injured, and every single one has tarnished their reputation except Cody Rhodes. This sound right here is my opinion of this movie. What did you think? Uh, If there was so much, it could have been. It really could have been. But yeah, I just fell asleep during some of the parts. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm trying to keep my eyes awake. It could have been great. It could have been great. That's what like the practical effects were great. Yeah. The bank robber thing was actually pretty interesting and a different way to start the movie. I was like, okay, I'm with this. This is this is interesting. This is new instead of the campers. The music was pretty good. I have no complaints about the music. It was nothing like really memorable, but it was nothing awful either. The only bad makeup effects was the mask when shot a certain way, which isn't really a bad makeup effects. It just needs a few little tweaks would be a big movie budget type of effects. The hands were awful. They could have did without mm. that. And Jason's wardrobe was like pretty much the layered look because it was a hoodie, a yeah. button up shirt. <laughs> the overall like, story was okay. Could have been done without thing one and thing two. Right. They were literally just... If the director actually took some time to actually direct the actors, the scenes without thing one and thing two would have been a lot more enjoyable. Especially the dialogue scenes, because then there would be some emotion portrayed, or at least the emotion that you want, the director would have liked having portrayed portrayed. If that makes any type of sense. Yeah. But as this movie stands, it's just a total clusterfuck. And I I, I don't understand why people are raving about this. There are way better Fighter uh, the 13th fan films out there than this one. I don't get it. I don't understand why this one is such a big deal. Never Camp Alone is better than this. I've seen that one. It's better than this. That sounds interesting. So, I don't know why this is getting all the fanfare that it is. Because it's not good. Not the way it stands now. It has potential. Mm-hmm. It has a lot of potential. It does. It it did. But the way it stands now, it's not good at all. Like, if, if you do manage to sell this, Sahara Inc., when the lawsuit is over, to be made into a big budget movie, I suggest you lose thing one and thing two. Or yeah, just lose, just lose thing one and thing two altogether. They're not necessary. We don't. Need it them. was really not. It was supposed to be comic relief or something like. But I don't no. know what the fuck they were supposed. They to They weren't be. funny. They weren't amusing. Um, yeah, lose thing one and thing two. I don't know what you can put in to fill up their time slots, but I'm sure you can think of something. Maybe make the gang a little bigger to so give you a little more killing. Alright, add two yet. Add two more extra people to the gang to make the give you two more people to kill. That'll fill up the time. Give them some and screen time. Give Norman more screen time. Norman needs his own fucking movie. Take Norman out, just give him his own fucking movie. Because Norman was great. What else could they do to improve this movie? I mean, other than the obvious that just has to do with money costs. Yeah, no, pretty much That's general. Pretty much Norman it, yeah. needs more time. 
I those cops they just made me feel uncomfortable to watch. Oh, the dialogue. Change the fucking dialogue for God's sakes. Really? I'm not saying change the dialogue to change <coughs> what you're trying to get across. Just change the way they say things. Use different words to get your point across. Keep the same the same objective for the dialogue. Just change the structure of the dialogue so it sounds natural, like real people talk. Right. Blaine with his creepy catchphrases ever so often. Like I What catchphrases? Like, like when he was saying, Oh yeah, I'll kill you. Oh yeah, I'll kill you if you don't do it. Yeah. Ooh. I didn't even when notice any touching... catchphrases. His his dialogue all the dialogue was so bad. <laughs> like they really that's the major problem right there. That dialogue is atrocious. Nobody talks like that. No one. Fix that. <laughs> Fix it. If you sell this to Horror Inc., make sure that's changed. Change the words. Just go out. Matter of fact, just record a conversation you're having with your friends and play off of that when you write it. Because this dialogue is awful. Like, some of the worst di- written dialogue I have ever heard. Yeah. But it has a lot, a lot of potential. Now, I think most people are just hyped over, one, the potential that it has, and two, it's a Friday the 13th film that they haven't seen before that actually kind of feels like a Friday the 13th film. But other than that, man, this this movie is bad. I mean, it's... it's Yeah. Change the dialogue, do some actual directing, and... <laughs> Do something about those gloves on Jason's hands. <laughs> Please. And besides that, everything was great. Yeah, I think with that, I think it's time for us to go into the news. The news. Had a lot of distractions and holdups. Indeed. So I'll hold off on the Fresh Prince reunion news okay. until you watch it. So, in the news, do you remember that TBS, well, that show Wipeout? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that show. That show was, like, the greatest show when it first came out. (laughs) Whatever year that was. (laughs) So, they're still filming, and, like, anyone who participates, they have to take the COVID test. But, while filming, um, a contestant dies after competing in the obstacle course. I'm like, oh. From COVID? No. The obstacle course killed him. What? Yes. Wait, so, wait. Um, did they change the obstacle course from what? Well, okay, I have to because it's been how long has that show been on? Uh, it's been on a long time. A few years. Yeah. They're still filmed. They're currently filming now. Because I was living back in my old apartment when that show was still on. When I started watching that show. In fact, I yeah. had the futon instead of an actual couch at that time. So it was probably what is this? Two thousand twenty, right? Yeah. That's a good. That's at least a good... That has to be... That's at least a good 10 years. It might be a good 15 years. That show has been... It's been a long time. That's a, I've yeah, had that's a, a good towel for like... Yeah. That's a good... That's at least a good 10 years. Yeah, I don't... That's never happened for so far. He, uh, It was a guy competing, and he died earlier this week. 
and they, he was attended to on site, but he later died. So Wipeout gives their grievances to his family. What did but he die damn, of? I'm like, what yeah, part of the like, course knocked him out? Yeah, did know? he have like a heart condition or something? What did he die of? Did they say? The obstacle course, like something, uh, I guess he didn't complete it. It was like pretty short and sweet. They didn't go detail which part of the obstacle course killed him. Yeah, there had to be something but, wrong with him. Yeah, he probably had a precondition, pre-existing condition for that to happen. Because you just, I mean, unless it's like some freak accident, like, you know, they had the punching gloves punch people and it just happened to punch him. I think it was a, it seems like a freak accident. Yeah. They had to punch him and snap his neck. Because I'm like, this. I've seen or, some of those things. Like, they're funny, but they're pretty safe. So I'm just like, yeah, he had, it, unless it was like some really freak accident, he had to have like a pre-existing condition. That he himself didn't know about. Man, not to be mean, but I would actually like to see the footage of like how. Like, yeah, I would like to know what happened. I want to know what happened. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm curious what happened because yeah, that's that's not insane. To be jacked, but I'm like, and they have it on film because they were in the middle of filming and he got wow. injured. Well, you know that'll be leaked, just like everything else. Totally. Like the 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 woman at uh who got who got uh. Killed by her uh, killer whale at SeaWorld. Yeah, that got, oh, I saw yeah. that. I saw that. Yeah, that got leaked too. And eventually, everything gets out there. So we'll be you're seeing right, that. You're right. You're um, right. Supernatural. I don't know if you've ever watched that show. No, that show's been on too long. I know this season, they're finally done. Thank God. Finally finished. It's this like, how week. often can you repeat the same? seasons that's basically at a certain point they just started repeating seasons over and over how often can you go to hell come back from hell go to hell come back from hell go to heaven come back from heaven go to hell come back from hell go to heaven come back <laughs> it comes like, to an just, end just sit in your house and do nothing at that point <laughs> they used to have fan um episodes like fan fiction episodes that's when you that's jumping the shark right there. If you got to do fan fiction episodes, you thought the writer's not even trying anymore. They're just pulling shit off the internet. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's ridiculous. This show should have been canceled a long time ago. Up oh, 15 seasons running strong then a 2-hour series finale. I mean, I give them the props for going 15 seasons, but seriously, when you're just pulling shit off the internet to make up your show, it's time to go. <laughs> fan fiction episodes are you fucking kidding me your writers aren't even working anymore at that point you know what you do you <laughs> pass that over to the editor and tell them to take out all the sex scenes hmm that's I all that's that's, work, yeah. <laughs> that's that that's what fan fix is it's nothing but sex scenes <laughs> so you you, you take that it. and you pass that off to the editor and say here take out all the sex scenes and we'll film it tomorrow that's all you're doing at that point. I did used to read a lot of fan fiction like that. And finally, Apple to pay uh, $113 million over... I'm glad I didn't drink when I heard that. What? For what? <laughs> to people? Or are they buying over something? deliberately slowing down iPhones. Oh, I got to find that lawsuit. Wait, what iPhone is it? Is it all iPhones? Is it everybody? Is it production or is it just the making of the phone? So deliberately, so they're going to pay after delivery slowing down iPhones. 
The company will settle in an investigation between uh, 34 states over how Apple was not transparent about their iPhone battery issues. Oh, which led battery. to an unexpected device shutdown. Instead of disclosing the issue, it pushed for software updates that directly impacted the performance of the phones. Which phones were they? Uh, I think they were the 6, the 6S, the 7, I think they added the 8 also. Fuck! I got the SR. Ah, <laughs> uh, don't worry. There's going to be another class action lawsuit in a few years for them. Damn it, I, I could have got in that. I think they were giving... T- 25 bucks, I think they were giving me Oh, fuck that. I don't want notices. that. I got a notice for something. I was telling so- another co-host. I got a notice. Was a co-host or a friend? I got a... Oh, no. I was talking to a friend when I was on the phone. I got a, a, a class action lawsuit. I think for Google or something. I think it was Google. Fucking payout was 75 fucking dollars. <laughs> like, what the fuck? How the hell am I being bothered for 75 dollars? <laughs> I might just mail it to me then. Uh, and then... It literally said on there the payout for this class action lawsuit is $75 per person in the lawsuit. I'm like, then why the fuck am I being a part of this? What? This is a waste of my fucking time. <laughs> fucking just, $75. Just mail me the check. That's it. Well, no, you got to be a part of the lawsuit to get the check, but it's $75 fucking dollars. What the fuck do I care about I $75? They wronged me. I ain't got time for that. It's seventy five fucking dollars. It's not like a thousand dollars. It's seventy five. I make more than that selling stuff on on eBay. What the fuck? I know some people say free money is free money, but damn, that's a waste of my goddamn time. That's more damn. work than I want to put in for a seventy five dollar lawsuit. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, no, twenty five, twenty five dollars. I'm not even looking for that shit anymore. I might have actually looked for it, but $25, I'm not looking for that lawsuit. It can pop. If I see it, I'm deleting it right away. Let me see something that says lawsuit against Apple. Delete. Fucking $25. Mhm. Is that it on the news? That's it for now on the news. We'll hold off on our discussion of the Fresh Prince reunion. Yeah, I went to look up something, some stuff, some news stuff for myself, but I couldn't find anything that was interesting. I do have a news report. Ha ha! Dragon Ball Super is coming Ooh. back. It has been wow. confirmed. It has been confirmed. They have. I don't know when it's coming back. They haven't announced that, but they have been. Atari Koriyama and successor have been working on episodes, so Super is definitely coming back at some point. Don't know Bro. when yet, but it's coming back. What more do you need after Ultra Instinct Super? Super duper Goku, okay? What yeah. more do you need? They didn't give d- details on their storylines, but they did say they have been working on storylines. So that it's definitely coming back. Don't know when, though. Maybe next year. It might be the year after next, but they're working on stuff. So that's something else to look forward to. It would have to be about Pan. No, because... they can still keep going. They can still... For one thing, Goku has not mastered Osa Instinct. Vegeta still has... I think they call it Saiyan Sight. I think that's what they're calling it. Saiyan Sight. That transformation he did when he fought uh, June. Uh, Jurin. So they still have stuff to do. They still have stories to tell. They have places to go. Plus they have to go see Planet Six. Uh, this is some of the stuff people were talking about that they would like to see too. They, they still could go see uh, Planet Six Vegeta. I mean Universe Six Vegeta. 
I forgot the name of the planet. You know but what? They could do that. I will, because I didn't finish Super, so I will actually finish Super. You didn't finish Super? Oh, you don't know? Well, you got past Universe 6, right? And you know they have their own universe where the Saiyans are alive? Yes, yeah, I know so that. They can, I they can do a storyline with that, where they go visit that. There is a, there's a lot of stuff they could do. And they're working on stuff, so they have ideas. Don't know if they're the same things people were looking forward to or hoping they would see. It's usually not the case. They usually go a different direction, which turns out to be much better. But never know. All right. So that's my news story for the day. Wait, how far did you get in Super? I literally stopped like watching, watching straight episodes during the Trunk Saga, but I watched sporadically during the tournament. Yeah, the Trunk Saga was not great. Yeah, that was. Yeah, I, I can understand why. I had a hard time getting through it too. I don't know why. I don't know what it was about that. I honestly, I kind of think the successor wrote that story. <laughs> why it wasn't so great, but that one was a bit of a letdown. It was kind of, kind of like uh, it was kind of like the Garlic Junior suck, <laughs> which yeah, was like a I huge saw, letdown. And, <laughs> and I love Trunks too, so I'm like that. That was like a hard hit for me. I'm like, damn, yeah, Trunks, like, I can't a, watch your song. Well, it was better than it was better than Trunks and GT. That's for sure. But uh, yeah, I like his little shorts in GT. <laughs> Just his character. Everything about GT was awful. Just everything <laughs> all around. I remember when watch- I, I remember when I first saw GT. I actually brought a VHS tape with the Japanese version and subtitles way before Dragon Ball Z even finished in America. And right. I watched that thing, and I said, "This is garbage." And this is the Japanese version. And I said, this is garbage. And I never brought a single one of them again. And when they transferred it to English, I was like, yeah, no, I'm good. Dragon Ball Z is the end of the series for me. <laughs> yeah, ditto. Because my, my cousin, when I was like, before Dragon Ball Z even finished, before Cell Saga, any of that, he bought the VHS from Japan. I sat there and watched it because they didn't have cable where I was at in Brooklyn. I watched the whole GT. I'm like, what is this? You watched the whole thing? I got three I episodes and I was done. Three thing. episodes. I got up until until Baby was in the spaceship and popped out of the doctor's body. And I was like, yep, I'm done. <laughs> I'm good. Nope. I watched the entire GT in Japanese originally and then English when it came yeah, the Trill Planet. I watched that three episodes of the Trill Planet up until they left the Trill Planet and Baby left in the Doctor's body and burst out the Doctor's body like he was Cell. And I said, I'm done. Click. <laughs> I I think I threw that VHS tape in the garbage, too. I don't even think I took it back to the store to exchange it for something. I think I just literally just <laughs> threw it in the garbage. Cause I had bad, I've had bad enemies before, like Vampire Wars. I would take them right back, like, "Yo, this is garbage. I don't want this. Give me another one." <laughs> one time he tried to tell me, "You can't keep bringing these back." I'm like, "Yo, dude, they're garbage. I don't want it. It's the same price as that one. If that one's good, I'll keep it. But this is garbage. I don't want it. Take it back. <laughs> Give me another one." 
he realized after a while I wasn't just trying to get them to watch them and take them back. That like I was really, literally returning the ones that I did not like at all. Because <laughs> I never returned Legend of the Overfiends back to him. I kept those. What else did I have? Uh, Guy, I kept those. I kept... How does this always turn into an anime session? But I kept um, my original Guyver tapes. I kept those. But yeah, that's the garbage ones I took back. I got rid of those. This is garbage. But no, I sat there, watched GT, but VHS after VHS. Mm-mm. Three episodes. That was enough for me to know. I was like, this isn't even nothing like... I was, and that's when I found out that it was wasn't written by Akira Toriyama, and I was like, that explains why this was garbage. Goku was just, just ugh, I, I don't even know what the fuck he was. It was fucking lost in space with Dragon Balls, and I was just like, oh, mm-hmm, pretty much. All right, well, let's wrap this up. Plugs, yeah, plugs. Let's wrap this up. Plugs. Um. You can catch me on Cinemash on YouTube under Cinemastrophe S I N E M A S T R O P H E Cinemastrophe, or you can put and you might want to put Don Perion next to it to uh, make sure that it pops up. You can follow me on Twitter at Don Perion twenty four seven uh, Don Perion seventy seven. You can follow me on Twitch at the Doctor underscore twenty four seventy seven on Facebook Cinemastrophe. And I'm pretty sure I covered everything this time around. Getting better at this. You're Uh, really good at it. (laughs) I'm not fumbling anymore. I'm getting better. Well, you know, you say the same shit over and over again. It becomes routine. Uh, I do think I'm mixing something. I know I have a Tumblr, but I don't know what that is. I think I'm missing something. Oh, and you can catch us if you're watching this on YouTube. That's what it is. If you're catching this on YouTube, you can catch us. Every Friday at 5 p.m. on your local podcast network. The YouTube ones, you guys are getting it a week late. So if you want to be up to date and catch up on the new stuff right away, every Friday on your local podcast network, except Pandora. Because just this week, I got approved. Oops. Just this week, I got approved for iHeartRadio. So I am on every podcast network except Pandora, which I expect to be coming on soon. And I believe that's it. You got anything you need to plug? I don't know how to plug yet. (laughs) Make a website. Oh, and that was the one thing I was forgetting. You can write us. If you have any questions for us or anything you want to share with us or have any requests for us to review, you can write them in the comments or you can write us at our email address at donperiard underscore v1 at yahoo.com. That's everything. Oh, boom! That was more than nice. Well, I'm gonna have my last drink, maybe play some Fortnite, and then go to bed because I don't have to edit this stuff until Monday. We're filming on a Saturday, folks. Saturday because tomorrow's some uh, Survivor Series, and I have to watch my wrestling, my pay per view wrestling. I do enjoy wrestling. I just can't watch it every single week because then I realize how shitty it is. <laughs> so I just watch the pay per views. <laughs> So I can just enjoy the matches for what they are, whether they're good or bad. I can concrete that way instead of getting caught up in really shitty storylines that I've seen twice and twice over the past 20 years, 20, 40 years already. That was what made me stop watching wrestling anyway. It was like, because I stopped watching from like after 2003 for a long time because I realized I was watching the same goddamn storylines I'd already seen 10 years prior. The reboot. 
Exactly. I know, right? <laughs> Reboot. But uh, yeah, that's it for us. Uh, yeah, I think maybe I know I'm still rambling, but I think maybe I'm not going to say definitely, but it's looking like we'll be able to do new mutants. I did the red box thing, and not only do I have the T-Mobile red box free one, but I also got a free one for just signing up for red box. So. I don't know if they expired yet. This was earlier this week, but they should oh, still yeah. be good until Monday. So hopefully Monday I can watch New Mutants and then we can do that next week. If not, uh, there's still Bloomhouse movies and I'm sure I can look up a list for other movies that came out of this year that we haven't reviewed yet. But we're going to have stuff. We're going to have stuff. Yeah, let's definitely try to do New Mutants. Yeah, I do want to do New Mutants. But that's it for tonight. Say goodnight, Robin. Good night. Have a happy new week. It's Black Friday. I hope you guys enjoyed your Thanksgiving, and we'll see you next week. Good night, guys.